0: The hosts feel it would be a little unkind to present this podcast without just a word of friendly warning. We are about to unfold the story of Frankenstein, a man of science who sought to create a man after his own image without reckoning upon God. It is one of the strangest tales ever told. It deals with the two great mysteries of creation, life. It will thrill you. It may shock you. It might even horrify you. So, if any of you feel that you do not care to subject your nerves to such a strain, now's your chance to. Well, we've warned you. Welcome once again to the Frankencast. I am the mad doctor Anthony Bowman. Uh, My pronouns are he, him, and I'm joined by. The shambling remains of Eric Velasquez. Uh,
1: My pronouns are he, him as well. Welcome, everyone. How are you doing? We watched Ghost of Frankenstein today from 1942. Uh, We've had a few friends that have come back, uh, Bella Lugosi being one of them, as Igor. But we've also had uh, one kind of hidden from us. The uh, former Inspector Crow (laughs) is uh, now Dr. Baumer. Uh,
0: as Lionel Atwill
1: is his name, uh, the actor's name.
0: Yeah, and I, I looked because I, yeah, I noticed I recognized him right away too, and was and looked it up, and he's like in I think all the rest of them except for um, the Abbott and Costello one. Like he, and it's different roles every time. But he's right. Uh, in fact, he plays a cop in like three of them, but it's a different mm-hmm. cop every time. Um, and I thought it was kind of a strange casting choice because they uh, they also got um, the. I wrote his name down the the guy who actually plays ludwig oh cedric hardwick they could be brothers like there's it's Mm -hmm. so confusing from scene to scene they're like you know partners in in um at the hospital so they're like in similar roles and then they look very similar It, it confused me a couple of times yeah actually i did i did
1: think uh that uh our good dr frankenstein was actually being played by Krog when i saw uh saw it and i was like wait now he's the doctor and then no it's he's someone else so, yeah he's another he is a doctor and <laughs> one of the most important doctors in the movie absolutely but he's not dr frankenstein yes
0: um yeah so this movie uh kicks off really similar to the last one where you got like townspeople complaining that the curse of frankenstein is upon the village um you know even though i guess they've you know they were given the village at the end of the last movie but they're still not happy you know i guess the Frankenstein Town Tourism Board is still suffering.
1: Yeah, but it seems like this is like a more supernatural thing that's going on. They're calling it The Curse of Frankenstein, which is another movie later on. But, yeah, they're saying that the other countryside uh, dwellers are shunning the village, burning uh, the fields are barren. No one comes to stay at the end because probably you have reports of a giant man stalking the countryside. But, uh, kids
0: going hungry, no bread around
1: all of that stuff. Right. Yeah.
0: And, uh, you kind of get a little bit of like a previously on the villager while they're complaining and like the, mm-hmm. um, the character who like in previous movies, we've been calling the burger Master, Like now they're just calling him the mayor. I guess they like decided to kind of, uh, stop sticking with all like the, the German terminology, um, but yeah i mean it seems like he's basic same character a different actor burger master has been like a different dude in every movie so far i think mm-hmm. um but yeah the the villagers are mad they want to go destroy the castle yeah these uh, are the most proactive villagers i think that have been in any of the
1: frankenstein movies they're like let's destroy the castle right now let's go <laughs>
0: let's not wait an hour and a half until right. everything's happened We're we're gonna start right at the beginning
1: Yeah, so they load up all the dynamite, and they uh, set off on their way.
0: And just like the villagers are up to their old tricks, so is Igor. He's back up on the top of the castle, knocking down rocks on people. I mean, that's his shtick, isn't it? Yeah.
1: That's his way of saying hi. He's going to drop something heavy on (laughs) or around you to let you know he's there. So that's what he does. He just keeps... How many parapets does
0: he manage to throw in that one spot? He's got to be as strong as the monster, right? Yeah, I mean, it's like five or six that he knocks down. Uh, Easily. But then, yeah, the villagers still manage to to blow up a big chunk of the castle anyway. Um, but surprise, surprise, it actually works out in Igor's favor uh, because they reveal the creature. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, fell into that sulfur pit, looked like he was on fire.
1: No, he uh, he just managed to get a nice little waxing and uh, change of clothes, just like Igor, actually. I noticed... I, tell me if you noticed this, but it looked like whenever they first revealed Igor, like in the previous movie, he had kind of shabby clothes, his hair was more unkempt, you know. You could imagine Lice running in between his beard and his hair in the previous movie. Oh, in yeah. this one, I mean, he just... he He looks like he's got a pretty nice shirt, some nice pants, some nice shoes, you know. It's like he finally decided, you know... I almost died twice. It's time to get my act together. Let's get dressed up, get you know gussied up a little bit, and make sure I take care of myself for my monster, if, in case I ever see him again.
0: Yeah, and I, for some reason, I think last when we were talking about the last movie, I talked about the creature's like fur shirt, and I thought or vest or whatever, and mm-hmm. I thought he carried that for the rest of the series, but no, right right no. off the gate the gate here, we're like in like a brand new suit, like a very nice clean suit. Somehow he yeah. like falls out of this like. Dust and dirt out of the walls of the castle, and is in like a brand new clean suit. I have a theory that maybe he was wearing the suit underneath the vest, so <laughs> kept it clean. Yeah,
1: exactly, hundred percent. And the just the 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 sulfur pit just melted the fur
0: off, and everything else stayed on somehow. I, I, makes you know. yeah, makes sense. <laughs> yeah and again we have like as soon as the creature kind of gets clear the his hand moves it's definitely the recurring theme is that's how you tell when someone's alive is their hand Mm -hmm. moves um and and igor calls the creature my friend he says now you'll live forever they can't destroy you and i think that's i think he said basically the same thing in the last movie just whatever happens it's you know the this thing is now the hint that the creature is going to live forever
1: right and of course uh once again this is kind of a reference to that uh hidden movie that we never saw uh Frankenstein 2. uh 2.5 I think we were calling it <laughs> where um he was wandering around and got struck by lightning. It's like he was a lightning rod. And mm-hmm. every time he gets hit by lightning it kind of juices him up a little bit.
0: Yeah, um, and and so yeah that's he he wanders out and Igor's kind of acting like he's afraid he's going that getting struck is going to be a problem but it mm-hmm. turns out to help and then you know continuing with this secret hidden movie Igor decides that what we need to do is go to the second son of Frankenstein Ludwig the so, hitherto unmentioned son of Frankenstein <laughs> yeah. that even his brother didn't mention yeah Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, we we talked about it in the last movie that the brother said he never even met his father because he had died so young, but somehow he managed to have a second son (laughs) before he died off. So he must have had two kids close to some Irish twins, I guess.
1: Right. Well, it seems like Ludwig is the older brother, right? Because he has or maybe this just took place over a longer span, but it doesn't seem that way.
0: He definitely about, uh, looks older, but they called him the second son. But maybe they didn't mean second chronologically, just the second son we're going to interact with.
1: Right, exactly. And also, his daughter is what? Uh, she looks like she's about 25. Mm hmm. Yeah. Oh, and she's our first Frankenstein, daughter of Frankenstein, effectively. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, um, the monster's running around a little bit. Then they decide to go visit the second son of Frankenstein who is, uh, they zoom in on his home, and we see that he is a uh, doctor of the diseases of the mind, just in general.
0: (laughs) Yeah, which, when when I saw the sign, I was like, oh, he's like a psychiatrist or something, but then the next scene, he's like, he's a brain surgeon, basically. Right. Yeah, no Frankenstein would be less than a surgeon. Of course.
1: I mean, you know, they've all got to dabble in that. Uh, But yeah, they're doing a successful uh, brain transplant with Dr. Kettering, uh, and Dr. Bomer,
0: as we mentioned earlier. Yes. And meanwhile you've got uh Igor and the creature wandering through the town trying to find uh, Dr. Frankenstein. And of course the creature finds the what he's always drawn to, a mm-hmm. little kid. Um in this case a little girl who's lost uh like a balloon kind of thing. It's like a balloon on a rubber band or something. Yeah, it's like a tether
1: ball almost.
0: Yeah. Right? They, like, float up. Kids.
1: And oh, no, it's some jerk kids punted.
0: Oh, right, right, yes. So they, they yeah. chuck it up on the roof, and mm-hmm. it has the little rubber band, so it gets hung up. And so the creature decides to, you know, do the girl a solid and carry her up under the roof. But This kid is like a honey
1: badger. She does not care. She's just <laughs> like, hey, big man, get, that, get my thing down. And he's more than happy. He's like, all right, cool. You're cool with me. I'm cool with you. Let's do
0: it. Yeah, and so, you know, once again, he accidentally puts a little girl in danger, but this time, like, he, you know, he's not, he's not throwing her off the roof, he's taking care of her, but the villagers definitely don't see it that way. Right? Yeah, too, Uh, at least um, in the beginning, there's
1: one guy who runs up, tries to grab him, pull him away, but uh, our good friend the monster just swings, smacks him, and because he has such strong, massive, meaty arms, uh, we know that that blow either... Caved in his chest or, as the previous doctors would say, caused his heart to explode. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so he goes up on the roof, and it looks like he's contemplating throwing her down every once in a while. And that that's a nice little build of tension. Oh, yeah. It, but, you know, after just a few moments, they don't linger on that too long. He actually just goes and grabs her little tether ball. Yeah, and brings her back down safe and sound. Well... Not, not exactly. Remember, there's that one guy who comes running across the the uh, roof, and he actually gets thrown off. <laughs> so uh, it's like,
0: oh well, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the girl's safe and sound, but yeah, yeah, no yeah. Way. yeah, yeah. He he does end up killing. They talk about it that he kills off two villagers, but yeah, I mean, they you know misunderstanding mm-hmm. clearly. Yeah, uh, and uh, so I, Cheney, like he's he's definitely not my favorite as the creature, and mm-hmm. I don't. He just I mean I think it might be part of like a decision that they're making but like he looks like he's sleepwalking the whole time like his eyes are kind of half closed it almost looks like they've put makeup on his eyelids to make them half closed they're just they look really heavy um and yeah he just seems like yeah he just seems like he's sleepwalking the whole time right
1: yeah they do a z- weird zoom in on him uh one time when uh coming up actually we're about to talk about that it's that weird zoom in Where you see that it almost looks like they sealed up his eyes, Mm -hmm. maybe with like some type of gum paste or something like that. But out of the corner, like the corner of the eye, you can actually see his right eye, I think it was, just barely. So it's like they literally pasted over his eyes. Why they made that choice, I guess he didn't look scary with his eyes open.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. It, it was a strange choice. I, that's why maybe it's supposed to be like he's still not fully healed and and needs you know Ludwig to bring him fully back to life, and then his eyes would open all the way. I don't know. Right, but also
1: that I kind of wonder also if maybe someone didn't read the script in the wrong order, and something that happens later, they oh, yeah. decided to go through the whole, the whole movie. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's that's what it's it becomes like a big thing with with the eyes, I guess, through this one. Yep. So then next we have this uh, a young guy, Eric is his name, who. Uh, well, hello there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he, this is where I got confused because when like when he first came in, I thought he was talking to Dr. Ballmer, and then it wasn't until Igor showed up in the next scene, I was like, oh wait, that's that's Frankenstein, not Dr. Mm-hmm. Ballmer. Um, But yeah, he has like back-to-back scenes where like Eric is like, hey, we caught this big giant guy. We need you to come help. And the doctor's like, okay, cool. I'll be there in a minute. And then immediately Igor shows up and he's like, hey, so I brought the big giant thing here and I need your help.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it it seems like uh, Igor and uh, this Dr. Frankenstein have had some interactions in the past because in the prior scene, Igor literally knows of all the Frankensteins that exist. Some, for some reason, somehow, even though apparently he only worked initially for wolf and ludwig's father henry but he's he and he mentions that he knows of the other frankenstein and then he someone just mentions oh there's a guy here from the town of frankenstein and this frankenstein is like oh crap this guy (laughs)
0: yeah don't tell my daughter don't tell my daughter this guy's here yeah he was not happy about it right and so Igor yep. tells him that the creature is now not only sick in the brain, but sick in the body. And uh, he needs lightning. To you know, they, they need to harness lightning to heal him. Mm-hmm. And this is so, you know, we, we keep talking about like what happened to Henry Frankenstein. And here Ludwig says that the curse of the creature killed his father and sent his brother into exile. So again, go into this secret movie 2.5. Something happened with the creature and Henry again, and Henry ended up dead because of the creature. Whether that means the creature killed him or the villagers killed him because of the creature, it's it's unclear, but um, somehow Henry ended up dead. Yeah, and I'm not too sure about that
1: exile. Uh, it seemed pretty pretty, uh, fairly obvious to me that Wolf decided to fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He he was like, well, I'm done with this town, this town's done with me, goodbye everyone. And in that five seconds of the closing they left. Yeah,
0: Yeah, so then, um, Ludwig doesn't seem too into it, but Igor quickly is like, well, hey, if you don't want your daughter to know, um, then you better help me, because I I know a lot of stuff I can tell your daughter. Which is really
1: weird, it's, I mean don't get me wrong I'm, I'm sure that you don't want your family to uh your family's laundry to be aired like that but it seems like it's pretty well known in this in this part of the world you know
0: yeah and in a few scenes later it doesn't take long before the daughter knows anyway but they just continue on like right like igor has something over him or something but i guess by that time the train was already rolling and, and Ludwig couldn't stop
1: yeah, and also during this time, like, as as Igor's kind of leaving, Ludwig pulls out two massive binders, uh, at least for the time, their portfolios, uh, both comprising the notes of Heinrich Frankenstein and uh, Wolf von Frankenstein. So he has his brother's notes some way, somehow.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that exactly worked out, but yeah, I mean... <laughs> It seemed like the end of, of Son of Frankenstein, Wolf, was pretty much done, but, uh, yeah, I guess he dropped those on in the mail on his way out of town. Right.
1: Oh, also, we forgot to mention, Evelyn Anchors, uh, who plays Elsa, uh, Elsa Frankenstein, was also in the Wolf Band with Lon Chaney a year, uh, well, a few months to a year prior to this.
0: Oh, okay. So, yeah, this was kind of like a little reunion for them. And also, speaking of Elsa, uh, Wolf's wife was named Elsa. <laughs> in uh um, oh, hmm. in son of frankenstein and then of course you know Elsa Lanchester played the bride of Frankenstein so that the name Elsa has has been sort of tied into the last three movies it's a long storied uh,
1: history in the frankenstein
0: but How? it seemed like an odd choice to <laughs> like name your daughter after mm-hmm. your brother's wife
1: yeah that's that's a little sketchy <laughs> so then we pan to the uh the town hall where they have the monster Locked up inside in this little chair. Now, have did you notice? Like, I never thought that Lon Chaney Jr. was that big,
0: but yeah, I mean, he looks huge.
1: Yeah, he's six two, or he was six two. So, and Boris Karloff was only five eleven. Okay, and he loomed over everyone in the prior movies, and now we have Lon Chaney Jr. who does just just there, and he's. massive broad chested like that dude honestly would probably be a scarier monster than carl oh
0: yeah yeah he's definitely more imposing he's less corpse-like and more you know like a monster
1: right exactly and i think that's probably what they decided to go with in this one was less you know new newborn corpse thing and more yeah you've been the monster you're 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 big scary all that stuff
0: yeah, at this point they were they were kind of moving away from nuance and just leaning into the horror kind of thing.
1: Yeah, as, at this point the Frankenstein property or series is about ten years old. Yeah, so think about that. It's like for us that would be you know the beginning of it's well it's like right now in this at this moment in time we have where Iron Man started and then where Infinity, you know, Endgame. Stops. It's about the same time as like, yeah, as between the beginning of uh, Frankenstein and this this movie.
0: And that's a pretty apt comparison because you know you've got all the Frankenstein movies, but then you also got all of the you know the Wolfman and Dracula, Dracula. movies and Mummy and Invisible Man and Mummy yeah uh, creature or yeah creature from the Black Lagoon would be a little later, but yeah, I mean you've got the the main you know heavy hitters all happening all at once throughout this. So it's yeah, it's a very similar thing, and then of course. Like the Marvel movies, where you start, inter- you know, having the mm-hmm. characters interact. This is going to be our last movie where Frankenstein is a is a solo act, and, and you know we'll see more of that as we go. Yeah, uh, but they start lot. mixing people up around into from one movie to the other. Exactly. You you got to start mixing your peanut
1: butter and chocolate at some point, right? Exactly. So yeah, he's sitting there all imposing in that chair, um, and you know they're br- they're talking about the girl. Uh, she's she's there with her father her father does not want her to testify doesn't want her to come anywhere near the monster but once again yeah she's not scared at all she just goes right up to him the little honey badger just doesn't care (laughs) walks up starts questioning him and he's like he's he's very sweet with her and you know he he kind of smiles and he wants to answer her questions but duck can't or yeah for some reason
0: yeah, and this, like, you know, I think that Cheney's performance is a lot less nuanced than Karloff's, like we were talking about. That's what they were going for. But these moments, or specifically at yeah, this moment with the little girl, you still do get a little bit of that, like, playful, like, youthful quality from the creature that we're used to from the previous movies.
1: Right. Yeah, there's no, like you said, there's no real nuance or subtlety other than just the sweetness with the little girl or, you know, other instances that occurs. Yeah. But yeah, then our good friend Ludwig shows up and immediately, immediately denounces the monster. I do not know this man.
0: (laughs) Yeah, which goes back to our our Christ comparisons from last time. He immediately denies his name. Mm -hmm. Um, And in the chaos, the creature breaks free and Igor plays him his little song and they escape together in a wagon.
1: That was a pretty epic uh, prison break. Basically the monster was just there because he he didn't care to escape until his other brother which apparently this is the rocky relationship in the family. Like him Ludwig and, and the monster don't get along as well as the monster and wolf. Yeah, that's true. Like at all. Like there it's very contentious with uh Ludwig and the monster. So maybe yeah. it's the the oldest brother and the middle brother
0: kind of coming into
1: conflict who knows. Could be. Yeah. But as you said, they escape uh, in a wagon, nonetheless.
0: Yeah. And then next scene, we've got Elsa sitting at Ludwig's desk, just reading all the notes.
1: (laughs) Everything. We even get a nice little recap of the previous movie in the form of the previous movie.
0: Yeah, you get little clips that are, like, in her imagination as she's picturing what's happening in the diaries.
1: Yeah, and it it kind of made it seem like um, the brain came after they animated the body to a degree but you know we know that didn't happen you have to have (laughs) the brain to animate the body come on
0: yeah yeah and and then so if if reading the notes wasn't enough then she sees the creature and igor at the window and screams so like at this point the cat is totally out of the bag like Mm -hmm. ludwig has no reason to try to keep anything from her at this point and yet you know continues on with this whole project
1: Mm mm-hmm and then igor decides of course you know hey we're here we're just saying hi let's let ourselves into the family uh family estate so they do and a dr kettering uh, attempts to put a stop to this and the monster puts
0: a stop to dr kettering <laughs> indeed and uh then <laughs> this whole Tr- thing they use a couple times in the movie is so silly, but it's it's great. Where <laughs> so like Ludwig needs to uh, shut this down quick, so he just fills the whole hallway with knockout gas.
1: <laughs> with not, how do you have? He has labels, Anthony. He has labels for the main hall, for the basement. <laughs> how often
0: does this man have this situation? <laughs> And like I get that this the estate is also like his mental hospital so maybe there's like patient riots but still like I mean yeah, that's just, a, that's effective. I mean yeah. like,
1: if there's any riots they get shut down immediately. That yeah, was, and it works Yeah, pretty much. Yeah we, uh, mm. and so
0: then yeah he knocks them out and then then they do the nice like he turns the fans on to get the, the gas out and it's just like obviously reverse footage of mm. the smoke coming in. You see it sucked back into the vents.
1: But yeah, Bomer and Kettering live live with uh Frankenstein at this mental asylum slash surgery hospital. Like <laughs> they're in their pajamas when they yeah. come in. <laughs> so yeah, this is when Bomer gets uh you know, he's like, Oh, the the thing is real. It's it's a real thing this monster yeah
0: so even though uh elsa knows the deal now ludwig still lies and it doesn't mention that you know the creature just mm-hmm. uh just killed kettering and then is now captured he's just like oh he escaped uh, you know i don't know
1: right exactly but he mentions that uh he used i thought i thought he initially said sulfurific gas and i was like sulfur gas is so the monster's weakness is sulfur at this point <laughs> no he said soporific so i was like oh okay that makes more gotcha. sense yeah knockout yeah. gas lazy way of saying knockout gas
0: yeah mm-hmm. and then but it doesn't last too long you have got i don't know there's there's this great bit where like elsa is like don't let this this family history this curse of frankenstein destroy you and he's like I promise I will not get mixed up in this mess. And then immediately (laughs) Immediately. cut to Ludwig standing over the creature, tied up on a slab.
1: Giving him a a nice thorough examination, more or less.
0: Yeah, and the creature wakes up. The, The gas does not hold out too long, and he tries to break free.
1: Yeah, just immediately bursts out of his restraints again. So it's like, all right, we know he's super strong. Please stop. Just stop. Yeah. Just try to talk to him. He seems reasonable honestly so i mean maybe maybe that's your first line of defense but i get it he's big he's scary he looks like a ghoul but he act he acts like he's going to kill dr frankenstein in this uh this instance but he kind of well he doesn't he's just like i'm about to kill you but i'm not going to because you're my brother
0: yeah he just kind of sits up and swipes a little bit and then just kind of chills like he's right. just uh and then so ludwig tells dr balmer he has a plan if the creature can't be killed maybe he can just be disassembled yeah. which which is a great way of looking at it and it kind of shows you
1: how much their fam- family dynamic is broken down and that he's like it's not really killing something that's not you know really alive and then he's like a moment later he's like this thing's been alive for too damn long it's gotta go
0: <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> So i mean that kind of shows you where his head's at he just doesn't like the monster and the monster to a degree yeah. knows that and feels it.
0: And and Ballmer's like kind of not cool with this. Like he's like, That's murder, and so he leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we finally get the uh, <laughs> the reason for the title of this movie that seems kind of like nonsensical. Mm-hmm. Ludwig is sort of visited by the ghost of his father. Which is wild. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's a strange scene. It's like one scene in the middle of the movie and it's clearly a different actor and Oh no, like, oh no, it's not. This is, oh, it's a different actor from the original. This
1: is Ludwig with his mustache shaven off. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I was like, no, really? You know, no, it is Cedric Hardwick. It's him with grayer hair and his mustache shaven
0: off. So I guess the theory is that when Colin Clive got older, Mm -hmm. he started to look like Cedric Hardwick. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, and the scene seems kind of pointless. Like Ludwig's already in on like he's he's already decided to go through with his plan, but the ghost of his father is like, you gotta do this, we got you know, so <laughs> see, to a degree,
1: I think I was I was expecting that they were going for like a little bit of irony that this particular Frankenstein was one of the mind. I thought they were going to go with, oh, he's a little bit unhinged already. That's why he's the one seeing the ghost. And once again, he is—he is the only one who sees this ghost at all, or figment yeah. of his imagination. So I was like, "Ah, oh, that's very clever." He's going to be more unhinged than any Frankenstein because he is the one of the mind. Yeah, um, he's not. But <laughs> he's, yeah, <laughs> he's probably the most <laughs> rational, honestly.
0: Yeah. So, like, he actually like either you know depending on if this is a hallucination or an actual ghost, but he like has an idea that. Maybe the problem is the, you know, is the brain as we've, you know, as has been mentioned before, so maybe the the solution is not to kill a creature but is to just give him a better brain.
1: Right. I I hate this idea of the criminal brain, but luckily that's fallen out of favor in our time. Yeah. F- for the most part, there's still idiots out there. But it's like <laughs> I mean, it's it's a brain, you know, unless Yeah. unless this was a bipolar brain or something like that, just calling it a, you know, and not to say bipolar is evil or anything. It's just you know different brains work differently.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, but criminal's I mean, not a
1: thing. Criminal brains not a thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. It's maybe there's a mental health thing there, but but mm-hmm. that's definitely not something that's in the the conversation at exactly. this point. <laughs> right. Hundred percent. So, but they're like, well, you know, we got Kettering's brain right here. I mean, we could just swap those. That'll work.
1: Yeah just fresh
0: and there's a them. lot of conf- like th- this movie kind of dances around the idea of like identity and how much of you is your brain and how much of you is like a soul or whatever but it never really lands on what that exactly means like it kind you know i mean at the end you kind of get more of what that but that might mean but like you know there's discussion like if kettering's brain goes in the creature is the creature still the creature or is it just kettering, kettering. in a giant body mm-hmm. uh and no one seems to really have any idea which is weird since they're the the brain doctors
1: but i mean to a degree they do answer it at the end or close to it yes
0: yeah uh, but like igor is definitely not okay with this because he's like you know that's your you'll take away my friend like right. he'll be your friend instead that's my monster
1: uh, right yeah
0: no. And so he's like, what if you use my brain? And then like, we could, you know, me and the creature could be together forever. We could which, be one, which, yeah, which goes with to your look at the last movie, where like they they're in love, you know, this is a way for them to be one flesh, you know, but of course, you know, the doctor is not, not interested in that proposal. Uh, understandably, like you know, Igor's the the brains and the creature's the brawn. So we don't want that together in one body. Right? Ludwig very dangerous.
1: Ludwig knows what's up. He's like, he, I've dealt with this Igor guy before. We don't want him to have any like physical advantage over us at all. <laughs> yeah, you know, because we we know what this guy's about. But then they immediately go into like. I thought they were immediately going into the brain swap right then and there, right? They turn on all the machines, they hit all the buttons, everything whirls to life. And we hear like buzzsaw noises, but no, they were just prepping some, for some reason. All that. Yeah. There's just a bunch
0: of lightning and stuff that doesn't really go anywhere. <laughs> um, and yeah, the, 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 there's kind of like, it feels like this part is sort of trying to pad the movie out. Like it's it like, they could have just done it now, but they kind of have to dance around and, and take up some time so like you know you got another scene with elsa telling ludwig not to do it and he's insists this is the way to to save the family and get rid of the curse and all that which is you know feels like a repeat of the previous scene with them and yeah it doesn't really further anything and then oh and then, <laughs> then the creature shows up and uh this is like the next scene not with elsa the creature and elsa don't really have much to do with each other for, for most of the story but he comes out with his like you know, zombie arms outstretched like he's going to strangle Ludwig, and then just, like, pats him on the shoulders in this really awkward way, like, thanks for this plan, which, again, throws confusion, because, like, theoretically, you know, if the creature is the brain, then, like, you're killing you know, his consciousness and replacing it with just some other person. So right. the creature wouldn't really have anything to be happy about. You you know, you're you're killing me in favor of reviving this friend of yours. Right.
1: But to a degree, it also is like, does the creature really understand that? You know, like to a degree. Yeah, it, it's like body parts get swapped out. That's just what happens, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. And as we'll see with that later, the creature definitely is is not really too solid on how that all will work but apparently there's a hidden cell in the house now
1: because every good frankenstein has a trap door right of course so so we have the one down into the basement but we also have the one in the basement wall itself that bummer yeah there's like a, it's
0: like a, you they have to open one panel to get to the chain thing to open the bigger panel it's a it's very elaborate right i mean you know
1: you've got to keep those hidden it's not very well hidden because it literally looks like just a door set into a foam wall, but <laughs> you, you know, you do what you can with what you got. Yeah. But, but um yeah. So as you, as we mentioned, the uh, Ludwig and the monster, they, they don't like each other, but it's clear that the monster still, still sees any Frankenstein more or less as family. Right.
0: Yeah. They seem to come to like an agreement. Like he, he is in for this, this plan um, so, you know, it seems like everything, you know, should, should move smoothly from here, but of course it doesn't because Igor has decided to manipulate Dr. Balmer and get him mm-hmm. to perform a, a secret pre-surgery where he can swap Igor's brain for Kettering's brain. Right. And, but in the meantime,
1: we also have Eric, um, Elsa's love interest, who is uh, coming in with the cops and basically trying to investigate? And they're looking. They're not looking around yet, but they're definitely like, "Hey, somebody's here. Somebody's come into this. You know, they're wandering around the the big guy and the the guy with the crooked neck and bent back. <laughs> you know, yeah, they're they're around here. So just be careful. and Watch out.
0: Yeah. So that that is a pretty similar plot line to the last one, where like. You've just got the cop that's sort of showing up, you know, putting, you know, throwing a wrench into the the plans of the doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they do a search, I think, and like they find a secret room, but it's an empty room. And Ludwig's like, "Yeah, that's you know, I'm a doctor. I have secret rooms for patients and stuff." And they're <laughs> like, "Oh, of course, that makes perfect sense."
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I do, as you mentioned, uh, Igor basically sweet talks uh, Bomber into giving him or to putting his brain in the monster's body. It's like. Bomber, um, your friend Frankenstein, definitely told you that this was a bad plan, and he knows this guy, and this guy's shady to begin with, but is like
0: hmm, he's definitely considering it right, and there's there's definitely some stuff where like bomber was maybe Frankenstein's teacher, and mm-hmm. now Frankenstein sort of surpassed him, and this is maybe like a way for him to uh you know be the top dog again. Right,
1: return return to form, as it were. And they do mention that something happened in the past where uh, one of Bomber's procedures failed. So this would get him back
0: into the town's good graces. exactly. Which I don't know, you know, why would that work? Because everybody in town hates the creature, but <laughs> sure. Right. Uh, and then we find out that the creature has his own other plan. <laughs> so he goes back to town and finds his, his little friend... Uh, and carries her off as he's wont to do he likes kidnapping children um but there's like this sweet moment where like he you know throws the girl you know carries the girl out and then he's like oh well let me grab her toy ball yeah, before we gonna, head out
1: she's gonna need this right
0: but unfortunately that ends up you know biting him because he also knocks over a lantern and burns down the, the little girl's house by the way, how how much of a ninja is this
1: lumbering monster? <laughs> like he sneaks in on in the previous movie and just like assassinates effectively two of the top members of the, the town in this he literally just walks into her home, nobody notices, nobody knows anything, clearly goes onto the second floor, grabs the girl and
0: then walks away.
1: Like yeah. yeah. How silent is he? Like it, it would seem like someone that big would make a lot of noise is what I'm trying to say. Oh,
0: absolutely. And especially just even those, his big clunky shoes he wears would would add to that. But, yeah, he, he manages to get away. And, and, like, the creature brings the little girl um to Igor. And Igor's like, you can't do that. Like, even e- as evil as Igor is, he's like, you're that would kill this little girl that we're not going to do that. Why don't let me die for you instead. Again, with the whole, like them being in love. Um, I I want to give you my brain so that, you know, you don't have to harm this little girl. Right. It's like, baby, we can adopt later, you know, (laughs) don't worry about
1: it. We'll be fine. Just, we can't kill. Yeah. Can't kill the little child, but it really gave me like, you know, adopted pair, adopted parent vibes. Oh yeah. (laughs) You know, but and clearly the the monster is taking a liking to this girl. Obviously, wants his, her brain and his body instead of Igor's or Kettering's or anyone else's. So, it, how fascinating is it though that the monster chose for itself a more or less innocent brain?
0: Yeah, and yeah, it's a it's an innocent, pure child, and I feel like. There are probably people more qualified than us, but it's interesting that he that he picked a girl too. Like I, I'm sure there there's definitely some uh, you know some ideas about like you know how gender doesn't really like you know you could have a female brain inside this body that is you know visibly male, um, and you know what what does that say about the brain? Like is you know is this would that creature be a male or a female um and you know i mean i don't think that when they were making this movie they were really thinking about that but it definitely uh you know it raises questions that that you know for us now we can think about but you know it obviously does not have answers to those at at this point what we're saying is ghost of frankenstein is
1: definitely a forward gender thinking uh movie (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't meant to be i'm sure but it is It's, it's pretty interesting
0: yeah, so the the creature says trans rights, as they say. well you know. Yeah. <laughs> um but so yeah, when when Igor says no, the creature tries again with with Ludwig and um he's also like no, we you know, you can't do this. Um and I think when when the little girl is like please take me home, like right. then the creature like his his heart sort of breaks and he's like okay, maybe this isn't the right thing to do. And So it seems like Elsa is going to get the girl home. And this is like the biggest continuity error in the whole movie (laughs) because a couple scenes later, you have the little girl's dad who says the girl's been missing for several weeks. Mm -hmm. And I so I I don't know. One, it didn't even seem like several weeks had passed between these two scenes. But even if they had, what are they? Where is the little girl? (laughs) Are they just like keeping her in the in? uh you know Ludwig's house and right. if so why <laughs> yeah you well
1: it's it's that's kind of a weird thing right if they let her go the cats out of the bag but also it's really creepy that you're keeping a little girl in your in your mansion/hospital for 2 weeks without telling yeah. anybody
0: yeah so i guess at this point it's just like i guess we're to assume that they're just continuing experimentation for a couple weeks but i mean it you know it's like the next scene, basically, you know, the creature gives in, gives up the girl, and then you have Bomber doing his surgery on Igor. Well, also the people in the town, they're like, "No, we gotta, we
1: gotta do what we, what the other guys did at the beginning of this movie in *Captain*. Yeah. We've got to go, we've got to go talk to Frankenstein, because clearly he's behind this. Yeah, because his name is Frankenstein, despite what he's done for the community, presumably, or anything else, because he's kind of the village doctor. But still, we're going after Frankenstein. Yeah,
0: I mean, like, he generally seemed to have a better relationship with the town prior to this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, as soon as things start to go south in the town, the curse of Frankenstein carries over, I guess.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then we we have Eric popping back into the show, and he's uh, he's trying to stop the people. But since this is either... It's either 19, uh, 1930s, 1920s, or somehow they've chronolo- uh, chronologically gone back in time because instead of having a car, he has a horse. <laughs> well, and it seems... Ha- he has a horse tied up outside his office and he rides the horse to Warren Frankenstein.
0: Yeah. Uh, the, he looks... So, I mean, the, the clothes that they wear <laughs> seem very modern to the time period the movie was made, but then, yeah, just horseback. It, it definitely seemed out of place. Mm-hmm. So then Eric shows up and is like, what's you know, what's going on? Like, we need to know the the, the mob's coming. If if you don't let me know what's going on, I'm not going to be able to stop them. Like, things are out of hand. Yeah. And so so then that's when we get um, Frankenstein is not aware of anything that's been going on. Basically, like he they did the surgery. He's like, oh yeah, let's let's go. I'll I'll show you to the creature. He's uh, he should be healed up now. This will all make perfect sense. Yeah, he's Doctor Kettering now by the way, just call him Dr. Kettering. Yeah. And so then I guess the creature's just been healing up in this room and Dr. Frankenstein has not come in to check on him this whole time. Cause as soon as he goes in there, the creature starts speaking and it's not Dr. Kettering's voice. As we know, it's Igor's voice, which, you know, also doesn't entirely make sense because he didn't get a vocal cord transplant, but sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> And they they actually, they do, like, sound sync, and it works pretty well. Like, you've got Chaney moving his mouth, and then, you know, Lugosi speaking, and it, like, it looks pretty good. I'm not gonna
1: lie, that, this scene actually, like, gave me goosebumps, because just the, the pure malice of Igor's voice coming from something that big, and durable, and strong, and Chaney actually does a really good job of looking like like he has some malicious intent, even in his yeah. smile, even though his eyes are not open still.
0: Yeah, so, like, you know, he's been, like, really sleepy and sort of not really active this whole movie. And then suddenly here, yeah, it's, like you said, like, you get the body language is there. Like, um, he's a different creature. Exactly. So,
1: technically, technically, the monster is, in fact, at this moment, dead arguably arguably never to return but kind of does you know because he's the monster but <laughs> the monster's brain is disconnected from the body
0: yeah yeah so we've got a new brain in there you've got igor uh inside the brain and he basically you know he's he's yeah he's like you said it's very sinister like he's he's definitely got one over on everybody and uh, uh you know ludwig is obviously like very upset that he was fooled um uh, but igor is like you know bomber's my friend you know he he's like friend is is definitely like the buzzword for all these movies everybody's Mm -hmm. always looking for a friend Friend, and and in this case you've got igor and the creature together at last in one body but you know they're still looking for a friend and in this case bomber's the friend but this is when the this is when the villagers show up yeah (laughs) so the villagers break into the the house or the Hospital, it's or you know, whatever this building is that's the dual purpose house/slash hospital, right? Uh, and but you know, I guess they don't know um, about Frankenstein's handy little gadget because uh, bomber manages bomber, gas everybody, gas all, gas them all
1: <laughs> so good that Igor is still calling the shots, even though he has this big, massive body, uh, he's still making commands. And that's exactly what they try to do.
0: Yep. And then this is when uh, Igor's plan turns out to go south as well, um, which is that he just suddenly goes blind. Uh, he like knocks Ludwig down, and Ludwig's like injured, but like not. You know, he's there. Uh, and then suddenly, just the creature's blind, like struck blind out of nowhere. Uh, and Ludwig's like, "Yeah, I, if you'd talk to me about this, I could have explained that." your blood type doesn't match and which, you know, uh, uh the <laughs> right. science there is a little, you know, whatever, but somehow but, Kettering you know. matched up
1: to the monster, but you didn't, you know? And of
0: course, if your blood doesn't match, that makes your ocular nerves go Reject. bad
1: or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not sure about that either, but it's, you know, rejected tissue happens all the time. Right.
0: Sure. Yeah. Um, so now, pain. you know, uh, Igor is mad because he's he's now got this strong, capable body, but it's useless to him because he can't see. Mm-hmm. So he's actually made a step back in terms of his, like, capabilities. Um, and so then he just, like, throws Balmer into the electrical qu- equipment, which shocks him to death and mm-hmm. also sets the house on fire. Yeah, and that's when everything starts
1: burning and uh, we actually see the monster's skin start burning like melting and not bubbling, but it's like, they're applying wax to the outer layer of his skin between every, uh, transition of the fire. But yeah, he looks, he's becoming more and more
0: melty because of the fire. Yeah. And you, you said the, the, the first Wolfman just came out like months before this, right?
1: Uh, yeah, it came out in 41. Uh, yes, I think this came out in 42. Yes. So the Wolfman came out in 1941
0: yeah so i i feel like this you know this sort of like face melting thing might have been sort of inspired by the the wolf transition scenes where it's like you know they they've come up with this idea about how to like use makeup and you know change the makeup between shots and like cause a transitional sort of effect uh you know and of course in that movie cheney grows fur and turns into a wolf and in this one like his face basically melts away um, so, you know, once again, the, the, the creature dies and, you know, as we, you know, as you know, we're, we're in, you know, movie four of eight. So, well,
1: but, uh, but I do like that they actually dropped the columns, even though they were clearly foam. Right.
0: And but <laughs> yeah. they were on
1: fire. Holy crap. You know, yeah. you're dropping fire onto an actor. So, yeah,
0: that's that stunt was intense. Right. Like, I, I don't know if that was Chaney, you know, but like, I mean, yeah, wh- no matter how light and soft those were, that still looked good. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And as is the trend in, in all of these movies, uh, the, the movie ends with the two innocent people standing outside and watching a building burn. So you got, you know, police officer Eric and, uh, Elsa Frankenstein, mm-hmm. um, you know standing at a distance watching the house burn and then they stroll you know stroll off into the sunset With it's actually the sunrise but you know um in the old uh, the the style of westerns you know you got to just stroll off into the sunset i love how the house is still burning and like
1: halfway through that little like few seconds it goes from the ominous everything's on fire everything's burning down to a happy swelling score. <laughs> it's like it's like, well thank you for the tonal whiplash. I appreciate that. And as you said, they walk off into the sunset and without any fanfare, without any epilogue, without anything else telling us what's happening, the movie closes.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that is the one thing that like these movies love to do is we're gonna give you horror for you know all but five minutes of the movie. And then we're going to tack on like a sweet saccharine ending. And then that's just going to make everything better again. Right. I, I kinda, I kinda do want
1: to watch some more like old style horror movies to see if this happens with everything or if it's just Frankenstein, because man, (laughs) like at least, at least let that linger, you know, that, that feeling of, of dread, but no, they can't do that. You cannot leave this, the theater feeling bad or worried, or they're like, nope, we're going to we're going to slap that happy sugar ending on this and call it a day.
0: Exactly. Thus concludes the story of uh, you know this chapter of the House of Frankenstein. We've got, you know, a- as is the norm, we've got one surviving Frankenstein family member who gets away clean, concluding the story. So then we've got next week um is when Universal leans into the whole monster mash thing and starts starts combining stories and so we get Lon Chaney again, but not as the creature this time. Um it's because the creature is meeting the wolfman and of course Chaney's got to be the wolfman.
1: Right, of course. I mean this is this is his thing now, right? I mean he he tried to escape into the the monster, maybe I think he tried to follow up his father's uh man of a thousand faces shtick in playing oh, yeah. a bunch of different monsters, but they were like no, you're the wolfman. <laughs> you tried Yeah. To, I did.
0: Yeah. He's he's so good as the wolfman. Like his, you know, like like I said, like he's not my favorite uh fra- you know, creature actor, but like yeah, as as the wolfman, he's just he's so good. Mm-hmm. Indeed. So I'm
1: definitely excited for that.
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll get to see him in his true element next time when uh, when Frankenstein meets the wolfman. Indeed. Well,
1: I think it's time to say until next time. To be continued.
0: Looks like you survived another episode. The Frankencast is a production of FCR Media. It's hosted by Anthony Bowman and Eric Velasquez. Follow us on Twitter at The Frankencast or send us a letter at TheFrankencast at gmail.com. Our cover art is by Amanda Keller. You can find her at Keller Illustrations on Instagram. Our theme music is by Vivek Abhishek. Thanks for listening.